Welcome to Monticello Podcasts, where we look at various aspects of Monticello, Thomas Jefferson, and the work of the Thomas Jefferson Foundation, which has owned and operated Monticello since 1923. I'm Chad Woolerton, Monticello's webmaster. Whenever we talk about the subject of Jefferson's death at Monticello, we generally also talk about his debt. Jefferson died owing over $100,000. And when we bring up this fact, we typically get two questions. How did he manage to get so deeply in debt? And how much is that in today's money? Both questions are very difficult to answer satisfactorily. One of the few scholars to attempt to do so is Herbert Sloan, professor of American history at Barnard College and author of Principle and Interest, Thomas Jefferson and the Problem of Debt. This past April, Professor Sloan spoke at Monticello's Robert H. Smith International Center for Jefferson Studies on the subject of Jefferson's spending habits. And in the following excerpt, he addressed the difficulties one faces in translating historic values into modern terms. Okay, I, I told Mary Scott Fleming when I uh, was uh, thinking about this paper that perhaps I want to say at the end on a slightly different tack, a word or two about what the $100,000 Jefferson died owing is in modern-day money, because that seemed to be another kind of question that people ask. And I'm sure I've already convinced you that I refuse to take a sensible position on almost anything. So I'll go on and say I'm not going to take a sensible position on this either, but I am going to give you some points to think about. Um, It's very hard to make comparisons between 1826 and 2007. The whole notion of being able to say a dollar in 1900 is worth, you know, $500, whatever, in 2007 depends on an immense chain of assumptions. And if you really want to find out about the assumptions that go into those kinds of calculations, uh, there's a wonderful website called www.measuringworth.com. And then there is a spectacular book by somebody who is not here this afternoon but will be with us for the board meeting tomorrow, John McCusker. And his book has, has one of the best titles of any book that I've read in a long time. How much is that in real money? And John takes you through the arguments that establish both the pros and cons of making these kinds of comparisons. Now, I started out um, last week by trying to make a few comparisons of my own. And I thought about, well, what, what would be a way to, to sort of concretize what uh, people earned in the early 19th century and how much that would be worth today? And of course, uh, you go for the easiest numbers you can find, and one of them is the president's salary. And Jefferson earned $25,000 a year. George Bush earns $400,000 a year. Does that mean that the $25,000 a year establishes a benchmark? And so if we multiply early 19th century values by 16 to get 400,000, we come up with the 21st century equivalent so that Jefferson's uh, $100,000 of debt would have been something like $1,600,000 in 2007 terms. And yet somehow that just doesn't seem right. It's not enough. If Jefferson really was this rich, so on and so forth, it's got to be a lot more than that. So that comparison can't be right. 
And then we think about, well, you know, we're trying to compare somebody who owned people with someone today who can't own people by definition. And, and how can we even possibly compare the, the market basket of goods in 1826, rather, that includes slaves with the market basket of goods in 2007, which doesn't include slaves but may include you know, CDs and all sorts of other things like that that weren't around in Jefferson's day. So you get a little nervous about looking for easily translatable um, data. And then I went uh, online to the Wikipedia, which is actually, I confess, I'm addicted to the Wikipedia. You can't find anything more fun to play with than the Wikipedia. And I looked at the history of presidential pay. And I found out some rather interesting things. According to that set of comparisons, the $25,000 of the initial salary in 1789 is worth $531,000 today. And the presidents who were actually richest in terms of today's salary value were William Howard Taft and Woodrow Wilson, whose ostensible $75,000 salaries were actually worth about $1.6 million. So poor George is way behind uh, you know, the historical highs for presidential compensation. And then, of course, you begin to think about the fact that Jefferson paid for everything out of his $25,000. And the only thing George Bush pays for is dry cleaning and meals in the family quarters. And everything else is on a White House entertaining budget, a White House employee budget, so on and so forth. Jefferson paid for his own chef. George Bush does not pay for any of the five chefs currently employed in the White House. And, and we get, again, this market basket problem that makes it so very difficult um, to uh, uh, come up with uh, adequate comparisons. Um, if you do, in fact, visit measuringworth.com, you'll find out that $100 in 1826 is the equivalent in purchasing power of about um, $2,102 in 2006, so that Jefferson's debts would have been worth about $2,100,000 in our contemporary values. But again, I don't find that terribly convincing. And because $2 million is not much. I mean, I'm sure some of you have estates worth at least $2 million. Um, and heaven only knows, real estate in Albemarle County can reach absurd prices. So do we really think that that, that gives us an adequate picture of Jefferson? It, it, it's tough. And again, I know that your uh, visitors probably want that information. Well, only $100,000. Gee, I make more than $100,000. And I'm a you know impoverished university professor, so that can't be much money. Um, so he's got to have really you know owed millions and millions and millions, and you know just tell me that it was actually 25 million, and I'll go home happy. But I don't think you can do that, and I think that's one of the problems of interpreting the late 18th and early 19th century is that we don't actually have equivalences. The past is to use a, a phrase that's not very original, the past really is a foreign country, and Jefferson is about as foreign to us in many ways um, as any of the inhabitants of the past. And I'll quit there before I get myself deeper in trouble. That's it for this time. 
If you'd like to hear the entire talk and the question and answer period that followed, go to our podcasts page at monticello.org slash podcasts and click on the ICJS podcast button on the left side of the page. You'll find the entire talk there, along with earlier talks sponsored by the Center. Thanks for listening.